Hey everyone, welcome back to Lead with Worship, a worship podcast from the team here at Saddleback Church. My name is John Cassetto, and I have the honor of serving as the global worship pastor here at Saddleback. On this podcast, you'll hear from artists, creatives, and guests as we uncover the heart and purpose of worship. Throughout our time together, our prayer is that you would be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in your own creative journey and worship leadership. You know, here at Saddleback, like many of you, and actually probably all of you uh, listening, we prioritize raising up the next generation of faith. We believe students are not just the leaders of tomorrow, they're actually the leaders of today. They're today's generation. So on this episode, you're going to be hearing from our student worship pastor, Dave Stone, and some other teammates as they unpack the heart of developing people and raising up the next generation of leaders in worship ministry. So you're in for a real treat listening to Dave and David and Leslie. So let's go ahead and dive into today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lead with Worship. My name's Taylor and I'm one of the worship leaders at Saddleback. And I'm here today with my friends, Dave Stone, David Diaz, and Leslie Gonzalez. Hey guys, how's it going? Good to see y'all. Hey guys, yes, so fun. Um, For those of you who don't know, Dave Stone is our student worship pastor at Lake Forest. David Diaz is one of our music directors at Lake Forest. And Leslie is our worship leader at our Saddleback and Espanol campus. So good to be with you guys yeah, today. Yeah, really hard. stoked to have you guys. You know, we're going to have a great conversation today about just the next generation of worship leaders and what that looks like and um, what it looks like to pour into, pour into people and invite them into something. Um, but before we dive into that, I would love to hear from you guys. Just tell it, just so, for people who are listening, who was the first person who brought you into worship ministry? And what was that mm. like for you? Maybe we start with you, Dave. Yeah. No, that's such a good question. I'm thinking back. I think it's my parents. They uh, they raised me in worship growing up, and that was always mm-hmm. a special thing, playing drums and just being a part of that, playing bass throughout. And then my sister was actually the person that said, hey, when I got to high school, she's like, you need to be in the worship team with me <laughs> here at the church we were at. And so that's really my family was one. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. For me, it was my brother. Um, my brother's a couple years older than me. And has he he's the one who kind of started playing in church in my family and so i would sneak into like the high school ministry and mm. watch him play guitar and as a kid i was like oh my gosh like he's playing guitar like i want to do that whatever I, all i thought of it was like like it's it's like i don't know music and music runs in my family but um god used those those times to really like lean into me and speak to me and just ultimately direct me to be doing worship ministry um, as like a full-time thing, which is awesome. So cool, yeah. man. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Leslie? Um, I would probably say my parents, um, my dad specifically, because growing up, I was part of the kids' choir. So yes. <laughs> that was I like- I love it. I <laughs> love it. Fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, was gr- I grew up in the kids' choir and I would say my dad has always been the one that has pushed me to be like, hey, you should like lead in, like you should lead worship. And I think it wasn't until I was like 14 or 15 when I started serving on like the worship ministry. But I'm like, they took a shot at like a 14 year old girl to like lead worship. Um, but that's like definitely like where I started was um, when I was like 14 years old, like leading on the worship team, like doing background vocals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
definitely like my dad's the one that pushed me. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love like for each of you, like there was like such space for you to be invited into, you know, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. even like for like a 14 year old or a yeah. kid, it's just like, hey, like come do this thing, you know, come be a part of this thing. And you were encouraged by other people. I really love yeah. that. Yeah, that's for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe like, yeah, maybe start to start with you too, Dave, of like, what excites you about just thinking about like your story and being invited into things? Like what excites you about what you do now at Saddleback and pouring into the next mm. generation of worship leaders? Oh man, what excites me? I think it's for me getting to lead this next generation. I've, I was the worship leader at the Irvine North Campus and I was really close to the SSM worship team when yeah. I was there, because I, I just knew there was something about this next generation that was gonna lead stronger than even our generation. And mm-hmm. I wanted to pour into them, even though that wasn't my job description, <laughs> but it kind of is, right? Yeah. As like worship leaders, we need to be always thinking about uh, a multi you know congregation and multi-generational um, church and what that looks like within ages. And so for me, it was the students and connecting mm-hmm. with them and it just came naturally. And so, mm. um, getting to be here at Lake Forest now for our SSM worship teams um, and just kind of overseeing all the campuses and what that looks like. It's been it's been so exciting to see them step into leadership. And as for me, I really had this conviction when I came here of God was wanting me to, to pull out more from them than they, that they even thought they had mm-hmm. because we're just coming from COVID and isolation. I feel like everyone's just maybe put up a wall and a shell yeah. within what they think they can do, especially at that age. And I feel like when I came here, God was just really telling me to say, hey, pull out more from them, mm. challenge them, mm. tell them that they're 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 doing such a great job that they're even if they mess up, like, dude, God, we have an audience of one and God loves that. Yeah. And so teaching students wow. that, like, for me, that's just what something is so exciting. And, and just being here for a full year now and seeing the growth of even this class that I've gotten to be with, yeah. it just is so exciting to see them step into leadership when like, hey, like we need you to teach on this before a song. Like what teach on the word grace, hmm. teach on the word hope. What does that mean to you? Hmm. And for students, yeah, some of them are like, I don't know what to say and we work with them. And then there's some that just totally take it and yeah. they like mm-hmm. run with it. And seeing those students of challenging them, even if they're not, comfortable, but the ones that also are comfortable seeing them thrive as well. I think there's just something special in that Um, and just creating a team around that. Yeah. For students, like like Leslie said, it's like taking a chance on a 14 year old, even like for us, it's like sixth graders now, like 12, 13 year old students of saying, you're welcomed into this place. Like we need your voice. We need your talents. Um, It's just super sweet to be part of it. So yeah. That's really good. I feel like we've all had that moment too. If someone like looked at us and said like, hey, you can do this or you can be a part of this thing. And like, I know from like having a moment of like, oh, maybe I can do that. You know, if this older person or this person who I see doing this thing believes in me too. Right. So I love love that you said that, Dave. What does that look like practically? When you Mm -hmm. say like you're inviting, you're inviting students into more and you're empowering them and you're pouring into them or even, and even you guys, Mm -hmm. not just students, but like Mm -hmm. just people in general, what does that look like to raise people up and empower them practically? I think for me, it's been intentionally, like there's a lot of intention that you have to have. And so for us at Lake Forest, we have like 70 plus students within our junior high, high school. So it can be tough. And so for me, it's. Um, we've, we have some adult leaders and student leaders that are um, junior high, high school mm-hmm. age that we've said, hey, you, we, we see this in you, we see you being a leader and really empowering them 
to, mm. to take the baton and saying, hey, you need to be the one encouraging. You need to be the one seeing like who out there in the congregation mm. with an SSM can sing, who, yeah. you know, meeting people and, and yeah. doing that. So those are some practical things, but being intentional for me has been yeah. something you have to keep every, every week with them. You have to be, you know, seeing how they're doing, checking in with them, you know, they're just craving community. That's yeah. all it is, right? Yeah. They're just craving community. So Wow. That's really good. What about you guys? I think um, for us, I get to help shepherd the musicians and volunteers uh, in the Lake Forest campus and the worship center. And we've really had like a sweet space where people can just come together and it's called like workshops. Uh, we did that for a few years before the pandemic. Since the pandemic, it's been a little harder, but really what those were, were it was it was just a time for each instrumental group to come together and work on their craft. Mm-hmm. So like I would teach um, guitar scales and then we'd learn a worship song together. And so like 10 guitarists would come together and hang out and just like enjoy being together. That, that community piece is so important. Um, mm-hmm. And then the drummers would meet and keys players, that whole thing. <clears throat> but... Um, since the pandemic, it's been hard to kind of get in a rhythm of that. So I think finding a space where we can still meet and like practically pour into people and um, just build on people's abilities is um, I've just been meeting one-on-one with like volunteers, just hanging Mm -hmm. out. Like I'll give them a a set of songs and then we'll go through them and then kind of sharpen their abilities. Or maybe if it's like prepping for a weekend, like, Hey, let's, let's go over some things just during the week whether it's on Zoom or in person, those little touch points, like obviously are helping refine music skills, but it's also like such a great time to just catch up and Mm. say what's up because nothing's worse than like just serving on the weekends and that's the only time that you see like your leaders um, and then like, okay, see you in a month and a half when we haven't talked or anything, you know, like having a consistent, you know, conversation or a relationship with your volunteers is, Mm -hmm. is, has been really huge for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good, David. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Lizzie? Yeah. I agree with uh, Dave and David. I think the way you empower someone is by also, I think gaining their trust, mm-hmm. um, which kind mm-hmm. of piggybacks a little bit off of um, spending time with them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really big on like spending time in community, like with my team, because my team, I think it's pretty unique in a sense of I have people that I'm shepherding that are the same age as me and yeah. even older than me. So that's like something that I'm soup. That's something mm-hmm. that's super new to me. Where like now I'm I'm leading a team of like different age groups um and i have to be intentional with like getting to like know them yeah um and getting to know like what what are their dreams like what are their goals like what is something that they want to accomplish and what they want to achieve um and i think like you won't be able to empower someone if you don't really get to know them Mm -hmm. um and spend time with them Mm -hmm. and cultivating like their crafts and Mm -hmm. um yeah i I definitely agree with like what they were saying. Is mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Yeah, is spending time with like your team members. Yeah. That's really good, Leslie. Because there's such like mm-hmm. I think what I'm hearing is there's such a relational side of things and a practical side of things. Mm-hmm. Like there's the relational of like I'm leaning in and we're building relationship together. You know, we're earning trust. You know, and it really it's an excuse like for me to disciple you and for us mm-hmm. to lean into each mm-hmm. other in that yeah. way, which I love. Yeah. Then also the intentionality of creating space. Mm-hmm. I've loved the workshop space like mm-hmm. at our Lake Forest campus because. 
that's space where even even like say you're not quite ready to play for a weekend or quite ready to build tracks or, or whatever, there's space for you to learn and to be in community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing, right? It's about so much more than just filling a slot on a weekend yeah. or just making sure you know something gets done. But it's yeah. like, we're creating community, like you said, Dave, totally. and we're giving space for people to be raised up and the calling that God has in their lives. So yeah, yeah. totally. And I think having that space for community sometimes can be like daunting for someone who, like maybe there's one person at a church, you know, mm. who's who's running lyrics mm. and video and all the music direction and everything. But like taking like one day, it doesn't have to be every week. It can be like once a month where they all come together or once every other week. Um, just those touch points where the community is happening is like such a game changer. Yeah. yeah. Like. And I think too, for me, you have to take a chance on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, like we've all said, someone took a chance on us. And that might mean that the quality might not be Mm -hmm. like you'd want it to be. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right? It might not be the best sound sometimes. Yes. But again, we're for an audience of one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we we do, you know, we hold that excellence piece and we pursue that. But at the end of the day though, as a leader, Mm -hmm. and even if you're listening from a Saddleback campus that might not have an SSM worship team yet, I'd say even if there's one student that's an acoustic guitar player that can sing, start with them, yeah. right? Because I think so much so much fruit can come mm. from that. And someone, another student can see a student on that stage and be like, okay, whoa, I can do it. I didn't think I could, and I didn't want to be the first one, but I'm going to do it because yeah. you know I saw them. And I think it's also really sweet to see junior hires and high schoolers leading worship. Hmm. Right for their peers, and especially as an adult, when you yeah. see a student that has like childlike faith <laughs> and is learning their faith, but they're getting to sing words of truth over you, it just sometimes it hits more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're yeah. like, okay, well, God, you're good. Like you are so sweet. This this student is pouring into me. Uh, I don't even know, God, you're you're revealing something to me through them, Lord. Thank you for their leadership, even though they might not fully get mm-hmm. it yet. Mm-hmm. They might have not experienced life to know what grace is yet they're singing it and they're learning it through mm-hmm. and having leaders pouring into them and teaching them how to mm-hmm. teach on grace. Cause then when they need grace in the future, they're gonna know, okay, God's got me wow. kind of thing because they we took a chance on them. So I don't yeah. know, that's always something so sweet. So good, dude. Yeah. Gosh, that's really that's really good, Dave. Man, I just think taking a chance on people, taking mm-hmm. it and discerning, discerning like who that is as, as well. Because mm. someone took a chance on us. I was, tell, I was mm. talking about in the last, last podcast, I'm, I'm a failed drummer. And so for all you failed drummers out there, like I'm with you. I started, gosh, I loved hitting things and it was loud, but I was not a good drummer, guys. I just was not. But they let me up there for whatever reason, like Mm. in my youth group, in my context. And I I found my way to guitar and they're like, you're a little better at that. Let's let's, let's, let's have you, let's have you stick to that. But um, someone gave me space though, to Mm. be a part and to lead my peers and to lead my congregation. And like, my life is not the same because Mm -hmm. of that. Like for, for my youth pastor, it was like, I'm sure it wasn't justice to him, but to me, it was just like getting up there and having some fun. But like, my life is not the same because of it. Mm. You know, my walk with Jesus is not the same because someone let me hit drums and not, and not do a very good job at it. You know, (laughs) like who would have known? Come on. Who would have known? Yeah, For sure. And I love that. I love that you're talking about taking a chance on people too, guys, because this is so important. Like, it's not just something that's like, cool to prioritize the next generation or it's nice to prioritize the next generation. But we know that like it's true from scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Cass Langton, um, one of our friends from Hillsong Church was sharing with our team one time, uh, this passage from Judges 2, 10. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and it says, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, this is after, um, this is after I believe Joshua died. After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who neither knew the Lord mm. nor what he had done for Israel. Mm. It's like the generations before were people like, they had walked through the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. They had walked through the Jordan and their kids didn't know about those things. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, like we don't ever want to be in that place. Mm -hmm. Like we want to be far be it from us that the next generation would not know the things that God has done for us mm -hmm. and for our community. And we want to be able to pass those things on. We want to see faith go from generation to generation and mm -hmm. blessing go from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my question to you guys is, how do we prioritize that as a church or a community? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're a, maybe there's a volunteer lead out there who there's a, there's a volunteer worship leader at their church, or there's a pastor out there who wants to see, see that prioritized in their church. Mm -hmm. How would, how do you get started in that? And how do you make space for that? Yeah, I can start. I think you have to like students. <laughs> That's good. You have to like students yeah. first because you can be a worship leader. Mm. You can love music all you want, but you have to first and foremost have a heart for students mm. to start, right? Um, and then secondly, I think I think I just learned this the other day um, from a speaker. We had a conference just here that we got to lead worship for. And she was talking about John 15, about just um, Jesus being the, the true vine and mm. God being the gardener. And sometimes as a leader, you think you need to be the vine for the student. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You think when they come to you for advice that, I know this is probably going off topic, but man, it was just so convicting. Yeah. As a leader, mm -hmm. we, we need to get out of the way. Yeah. We need to get out of the way. We are not the vine. Jesus is the vine. So when a student comes up to that student leader, that volunteer leader with advice, hey, can you help me? Instead of giving them an answer saying, well, what, what does the word say? What does Jesus say about this? Let's go there first. Wow. And teaching them to go to the word, because I feel like there's a void there. Sometimes there's people are seeking the, the approval of others. They're seeking advice from everything but yeah. Jesus. Mm. And I think teaching students and having adult leaders, having leaders that are teaching them to, hey, let's go to the word first. Let's go to Jesus first. Um, but then secondly, I know this is kind of going around your question. This is um, great. But I think within a service too, and I've I've felt this myself, it can be so easy to program, right? Yeah. Right. Like all of us have programs. We got, yeah. especially within SSM, there's games, right? You got the welcome, you got huge game, and then you got a video here and then, okay, we're doing worship. And then, okay, we got another game and then we've got worship and then we got the message. It's really fun, right? It's very, it's, we need to tailor to, to that, to the students of, of, of what they need and which is great and sure. it's fun. Um, but sometimes as leaders, we need to remember that we're worshiping Jesus. Mm. And I think for me, when I was looking at my youth pastors and all my youth leaders when I was in high school and we got to lead worship for them, I would get to see them on their knees mm. with their arms lifted as high as they could and not even worrying about me messing up on the drums or me messing up on bass or wow. not hitting a, a vocal part or whatever. They were just in awe of Jesus. Yeah. And that was like, for me, it was just like this, okay, whoa, my leaders are doing this mm -hmm. and being around all the leaders that were doing that. Mm -hmm. I think um, if you're wanting to be a part of that, I think you have such a big role for a student. And when they see you worshiping Jesus alongside them or they're, they're leading you in that and you're not worried about, oh, what's coming up next, but 
we're, we're just all doing this together. We're raising our arms. We're, we're um, even on our knees if we need to and not being afraid of that within mm-hmm. a service. Maybe it's the second service too. You've already gone through this. It's like, no, we're here, right? As leaders, but as followers of Christ, we're all leading worship. And so I think if someone wants to get a part of it, A, it's the most life-giving thing. Hmm. I think there's there's times where I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have started with SSM worship <laughs> as a worship leader. Yeah. Because you have to get to your foundational core. You have to know again that because it can be so easy for us to skim through grace. Mm. It can you know, we've 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 lived long enough by now to to have lived through grace and we don't need to teach on it sometimes. Yeah. Right. But for students, they have no idea. Right on the core foundational things. And so for, I think for any, anyone that wants to, that likes students and that loves to lead worship or just play music or just speak into the next generation, I think SSM worship would be the perfect place to start because you're getting again down to the foundational core of your faith. You're getting to now teach that Mm -hmm. to students, empower them, but also get to on stage if you ever get the chance to lead that moment as well. Mm-hmm. And so you'll just grow altogether. And so I would just encourage you guys, if if you are, whoever's listening to this, if you are on the edge of wanting to be a leader with an SSM, I would say love students, like them, mm-hmm. and and you can seriously impact That's good. so many lives that you won't even yeah. know about, right? Like we won't even know yeah. about the, yeah. the impact that we could make. Maybe eight years down the road, 10 years down the road, they'll come back and say, man, Dave, Leslie, you had an impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it might be then where it's like, okay, great. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, right? Thank you for using yeah. me 10 years ago, you know? But um, we could change so many things and not knowing. I feel like I'm at that point too, where I, I, I'm a, I was a student who grew up through SSM worship and had multiple adult volunteer leaders, like you're saying, um, just constantly pour into me and my peers. And I think at the time, I didn't think anything of it. Like they're just, they're just like yeah. great people. They're they're yeah. leaders. Like they, of course they probably yeah. want to be here. They of would course. call themselves Jesus freaks. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. My youth group, they'd be like, "We're Jesus freaks. We don't care." You know, yeah. Anyway. And so just thinking back, like those were just ordinary people like us. Like, I mean, maybe they had more of a love for students than others, or they like were passionate about pouring into the next generation. But man, what an impact that makes when there's somebody leading that mm. you know there's somebody leading um yeah a community time or there's somebody leading like a time for you to grow in your craft or some yeah just like i had so many friends and like people who grew up in different churches and didn't have a lot of adult leaders and i think having those adult leaders in my experience played a huge role in just like how i viewed worship music and yeah. it's not just music you know, mm-hmm. it's it's community. It's mm, it's yeah. people that you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. It's people that you're doing life with, and um, people that I still talk to today. You know, our our friends because I was in spaces where an adult leader created a space for community and space to hang out and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. goes such a long way. And getting to see your fruit that you've like getting to see you, Dave. You're still so young, right? But like. <laughs> Man, he is making a huge impact within our church. Yes, yeah. And to know that it stemmed from SSM 100%. worship. 100%, yeah. yeah. And just being a student that got to be brought up in there, it's like, whoa, man. Okay, yeah. God, you got, you're doing great, man. Yeah. I just want to call you out, but. Yeah. yeah. 
you guys are fruit of that. Like I just look around this room, like the three of you guys, really the four of us, like we're all fruit of that, of mm-hmm. someone like pouring into us, yeah. of someone inviting us into more, you know? Yeah. Leslie, I think about your story of just like mm-hmm. your parents saying that, yeah, you can do this. Like you can lead worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember something I love that our, our pastor, John Cassetto says is like so much, there's so much power in looking at someone and says and saying, you know what you'd be really good at? Mm-hmm. You know what you could do? Mm-hmm. You know what I really think that you could lead? You know, because people oftentimes do not see that yeah. for themselves. And so to invite them into that is, is so crucial. Yeah. And so maybe thinking about too, like different church contexts and smaller church contexts, like if you don't, maybe you're the volunteer worship leader, maybe you don't have like a student worship ministry specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then find spaces for that. Yeah. Like maybe that's on your main weekend service. Like don't be afraid to invite students like into those sorts of things, yes. I would say. Because I was someone who was a 12 year old kid on, like the main platform for like, like what? Like I look at that and I'm like, that just boggles my <laughs> sure. mind yeah. that they threw me up there, you know? Mm-hmm. But just, I'd say don't be afraid to make space yeah. for youth as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. It's really great. For sure. Man, what would you guys be, what are the challenges that come with it? Hmm. I would love to know like how you navigate. We were talking about just before we started recording, just some of just the why, just the wild environment of, of junior high students, of just even just inviting volunteers into things. What are some of those challenges that come with it and how do you navigate those? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's some challenges. <laughs> no, it's all great. I mean, it's all amazing. You, you just gotta understand that they're at a different level of their faith mm-hmm. and um, you know they're interested in other things that you might not be mm-hmm. like wanting them to, <laughs> you know, like at the core of it, you're just like, what's Jesus doing in your life? Like, oh my gosh, I just wanna know. And they're just like, dude, I'm just so pumped to be here. I'm gonna go to a movie later. Like, you just gotta come to the fact that they're not gonna always be talking <laughs> about Jesus, but we should be the ones to do that. Yeah. Um, and so for sure, just navigating those conversations with them and being someone honestly, just to listen. I think just to listen mm. um, can be challenging sometimes, but we're called to that. We're called to just being an ear for them, um, to listen to them. And so, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of challenges um, for sure. I think it's also um, in the worship context, you know, making sure they're, they're, they're um, sticking to practicing um, a lot mm. and not, it's not a hobby, right? I think a lot of students, they just, oh, my friends are doing it and it's fun but reminding them this isn't a hobby. Mm. This isn't just something for fun. This is like, mm. you're getting to change eternity. Mm. Yeah. You're getting to be a part of salvation and like someone's salvation in Jesus mm. by uh, by the drums that you hit. Or if you're on tech and you're part of the worship, you know, like being just even just the audio levels of <laughs> controlling those things or the graphics. Oh my goodness. If you're a graphic person, your job is mo- almost more important than the worship leader, right? Yeah. Because if none of, if no one had lyrics, they wouldn't know what to sing. And so I think even then um, just, just building up that excellence piece, but also having grace mm-hmm. is kind of challenging. Sometimes you want to, mm-hmm. you want to challenge them and say, Hey, no, we need to be practicing. We need to be rehearsing. Our rehearsal should be not practice, right? We should be gelling at rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, uh, but also just pouring into them and giving them grace, especially in the moment. Cause a lot of students for me, they've, in, in like the worship set right after they'll come up to me like, oh my gosh, I messed up, David. Oh my gosh, Dave, like, right. I'm not good. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, let's relax. Like they'll, they'll think I'm thinking like the worst of them when I'm actually thinking the complete opposite. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. very proud, even if they mess up and okay, hey, let's have a conversation. Like how, how much did you prepare out of 10? 
And if they give me anything less than a seven or eight, okay, let's get to the next one. If it's a five, let's get to a six, right? Let's just keep gradually finding that passion and that love for what you get to do. Cause then it'll just become natural. I feel like for you, Dave, Mm -hmm. it's like, you just love the instrument that you do. You love everything a part of music Mm -hmm. that for you, it's just that passion Mm -hmm. that you just like, I love to do it, right? And then practicing for you might become natural. Right. Yeah, yeah. And becoming the best you can. And for someone else, it might not. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of having to walk alongside students that are loving it, that are passionate about music and leading worship, but you might have some that aren't. And you just got to walk in both of those lanes, which can be challenging. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. It's really good. We're really talking about development. Like, I think is what I, I'm hearing you say, Dave. And so, like, mm-hmm. like, what does development look like, like, for you, Leslie, like, in your team? And, like, because you're not always necessarily dealing with students, but what, what does that look like for you guys and the way that you navigate th- those challenges? Um, development as in, like... Yeah, it could be, it could be practically and musically. It could be just inviting people into more. It could be mm-hmm. um, leadership. Like, what does that look like when you look at your, pe- your team and you're watching them grow? What are the things that you do? Um, to lean into their growth. Yeah, well, I think definitely something that I do is I like to have a conversation with them first and like let them know like, hey, I feel like there's something more that you can give. Like I can see like this gifting and this calling that's over your life and I want to invest in you more. So I think in having that conversation and knowing, because at least when I was younger and I had someone come up to me and tell me like, hey, like I want to invest in you and I want to pour into you. Like that was huge for me. Just the fact that someone took the time out of their day to come up to me and and tell me like, hey, I see something in you that you probably don't see in yourself yet. Like, let me help Mm -hmm. you in that area. So that's how it started off for me. So that's what I'm starting to do now with like my volunteers is I'm telling them like, hey, I definitely see something in you that you probably don't see in yourself. Like, how can I help you? to be able to grow more like in your leadership or to grow more musically um, and to grow more spiritually as mm-hmm. well. I, I always tell my team um, that I want us to not only grow musically, but I want us to grow spiritually as well. Cause mm-hmm. um, everyone always says this, but it's so true. It's like, whatever you pour in is whatever you pour out. Yeah. Um, and you can be the most skillful, the most talented musician, but if your cup is not overflowing, like it's, it's just, um, what does the Bible say? Like a, a banging. Um, yeah, if I don't have love, it's like a, a banging bang symbol. Yeah, you know, like gone. yeah, like it's just noise. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like it's just so important for us to constantly be pouring into ourselves. Um, so I definitely start with conversations first, mm-hmm. um, and then I start um, meeting with them like one on one and seeing like. Like if it's a worship leader and they're interested in like leading worship, it's like, okay, I know you're interested in leading worship and like, let's pick some songs that you're comfortable in, but why do you want to lead this song? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your intention behind it? Hmm. Um, I think it's important also to know that the platform is so special um, Mm -hmm. and so sacred that oftentimes... And this is this might sound a little harsh, but oftentimes like we really have to know like what the intention and what the motive is behind the person. Mm-hmm. Like, do they really want to like lead these people into the presence of the Lord? Or are they trying to have a moment where it's like self-glorification? Yeah. And that's so, that's so hard to think and so hard to say, but you it's so important to keep that like platform space, like like a sacred moment. It's not a time where it's mm. like, oh, 
let me just get up here and let me just show off like all these crazy runs that oh. I can do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. just yeah. that's just like not like the space to do it because it's just such a um, like how I said, such a sacred yeah. moment. Um, so yeah, just getting to know them more, um, getting to have like intentional conversations and getting to know like their motive behind like why they mm. want to do certain things or like why they want to lead a song yeah. or why they want to have like this like crazy guitar solo or something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on um, with my team. That is so helpful. That is yeah. so helpful. I think like, like getting to the heart and the intention and mm -hmm. those one-on-ones, like mm. that's discipleship. Like that's mm -hmm. just what, what it is. Mm. And because I know that sometimes people aren't even, are, may not even be aware of those things. Yeah. I think about too, like when I was younger, it was like, um, like I wanted that guitar solo just because it was awesome and it sounded fun to play, sure. you yeah. know, and yeah. it was and it was cool. But like for someone's like to lean into me, like you, like you, Leslie, to to ask like, what is the intention behind that? Mm -hmm. Like, let's lift yeah. our eyes beyond like what we see in front of us yeah. and open them, you know, to what God might be doing in that room and how can we how can we join with him and what he's doing, mm. you know, mm. yeah. and um, beyond. And maybe sometimes, you know, that is a guitar. So sometimes that is a run. Sometimes that is different things, but lifting their eyes to those things. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so helpful, Leslie. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And it's like sharing our vision yeah. consistently. What's mm -hmm. the vision? Where are we going? Yeah. You know, and I think mm -hmm. you hit on it. It's like, I'm consistently, <laughs> I'm probably so annoying. All my students were <laughs> yeah. like, dude, Dave just doesn't stop. It's like, but no, it's like, we all need to be reminded, <laughs> yeah. even ourselves as musicians, this yeah. stage is not for us. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. The stage is not to glorify us. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. always need to be reminded of that. So mm -hmm. that was a good word. Mm. Good yeah. Word. I love what you said about um, just like seeing something in someone. You're like, I think I you have something more to offer or something like I'm like God's calling you into or something. And like, that's like the story of my life. Like, I feel like my leaders have seen the potential in me that I haven't seen in myself mm. like mm. so many different times. Yeah. Um, and because of those times, I'm like, hey, I want you to, um, you know, I want you to start singing or I want you to start um, leading devotionals before rehearsal or whatever, like little things that eventually progress to like, hey, I want you to like plan a night of worship. Yeah. It's like, mm. holy cow, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I can't do that. You know, that's like the first thought I had is like, I can't do that. Yeah. And God just showed up in every part of that process and like, it's because a leader called me out and said, hey, I want you to do this. I see that you have abilities, mm -hmm. um, that you're fully capable of, you know, being around other people, planning an out of worship. You know, it's something that seems so daunting in my head that now is such a testament to God's goodness because he led me through what he wanted for that night of worship. And yeah. like, yeah, just yeah. seeing the potential in people mm -hmm. um, that th don't see the potential in themselves is it's been a huge thing. That's so good. Yeah. Then the baby steps to that. Yeah. David, I love that of like, it's not always, you don't have to always start with like the massive thing, you know? Mm. Sometimes it's like, it's the little things, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, leave yeah. this Devo at like right before we start For rehearsal, sure. mm -hmm. you know? Just something God's teaching you, you know, like little things, you know, can lead to the big things. And yeah. so that's awesome. Yeah. And they're all big too. Yes. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, super mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Well, guys, like as we wrap up and as we close, thanks for being with us. But I would just love to know from each of you, um, what's your prayer for the next generation and the people that that God's entrusted you to develop? What's your prayer? Dude, my prayer is revival, man. Are mm. you kidding me? It's starting with this next generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I came yeah. here in just a heart of like wanting something to change, mm. not not wanting what was old. And I know this like COVID season taught us that. Um, but like giving 
I don't know, I want a student to have a voice. Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. them to create their own voice, not emulate what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. When they lead worship, it's coming from a place of, they're reflecting even on the lyrics themselves. They've sat with it and they're here to just worship the King, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, that's, you know, it obviously takes so much time to do that. And for them to really love Jesus and to fully go every day with Him and spend time with Him and but, that's my that's my prayer is for students to really take Jesus seriously and to know what he did for them. Mm. Like we don't deserve any of this. Mm-hmm. And for a student, like it, it took me a while to like have that click. But mm. but when it clicked, it was like, okay, like Jesus, like you are so worthy. Mm. I don't deserve any of this, but God, you you saved my soul. And now like I worship from that. Mm. I'm not doing a vocal chart but Lord, I practice and now I'm giving everything I have. Mm-hmm. Even if I mess up, Lord, like I don't care. And so that's my heart's prayer for any student, like just coming through the pipeline here, especially at Saddleback, just them being around leaders, but them just pouring into Jesus and Jesus allowing Jesus to take things maybe away from their heart that shouldn't be there, um, away from their minds, mm. um, maybe putting things away that they shouldn't be looking at or hearing or listening to and mm-hmm. really diving into Jesus and what that means for them. So that would be my prayer, man. Gosh, yeah. I love that. That's so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, man, for me, I, I would say, I, I think my prayer is that worship wouldn't just be like worship music, yeah. you know? Yeah. And this is this goes beyond students, of course. Oh, like, sure. like worship is what we offer to the Lord and like it's it's everything. You know, it's it's our actions. It's how we talk to others. It's how we think of others. It's um, it just goes way beyond music. And I, I think as a student growing up in a primarily like musical position, like as a volunteer, like I thought for so long, like worship is time for when I sing and play my thing, and mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Um, but joining the two together. Um, is like when worship starts to change your habits and your abilities and um, the way you view others and the way you love others and serve others, like that's huge. That's my prayer that worship would be transformative mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it'd be wow. amazing. Come on. Um, I think for me, because this has also been my prayer recently, um, is for anyone who is wanting to be a worship leader, musician, and production, to know that they are chosen Mm. and to know Mm -hmm. that they are set apart. And I know it's so, and I shared this recently in one of my posts, but it's so easy to just get caught up in our insecurities and our doubts um, and our imperfections, but to know that you are chosen, that the Lord has specifically has called you for like a time as this. Mm-hmm. And to know that you don't have to be qualified, you don't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. you don't have to have it all together because the Lord is the one that goes before you and He like ordains your steps. And I just want, I mean, whoever is listening to this to know like, take that step of faith. Mm. Like wherever the Lord is calling you, like just take that step of faith. You don't have to worry about the rest because the Lord is the one that goes before you. He fights for you and He's got you. And I think like that's my biggest prayer is like, if you're scared to like, you know, step out in faith and wherever the Lord is calling you, just know that like the Lord has chosen you and He has set you apart. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Gosh, guys, it's been such a gift to have you all today. Our church is better because you guys are here and just so grateful for you all. And 
just know if you're on the other side of this, we're praying for you. We're with mm-hmm. you. We love you. And we'll see you guys next time yeah. on the podcast. Thanks, guys. See ya. Well, I hope that conversation blessed and encouraged you today. I know for me, hearing Dave talk about that comment, just that we need to take a chance on someone. And I'm guessing if you're like me, you started picturing the person who took a risk and took a chance on you. And I just love being challenged and reminded again today to in turn continue to seek out the people that God's asking us to take a chance on. So gosh, that was a really great conversation. I hope you were really encouraged by that. Hey, before we go, uh, just a couple more things. You remember you can stay connected with us in a few different ways. First of all, stay up to date with all of Saddleback Worship's original music wherever you stream your music. Also, we want to hear from you. Uh, We love to hear your questions, episode ideas, and ways that we can serve you. It's our joy to serve you. Um, So you can just email us at worshippodcast at saddleback.com. Lastly, this podcast is one of many podcasts produced by Saddleback Church. We have the Doable Discipleship Podcast, The Well, and more. So be sure to check out those links in the episode description. Guys, we're so glad we got to spend some time with you today, and we'll see you next time on Lead with Worship.